uh w- welcome to ham radio <laughs> this this is episode eight <laughs> and i know for sure it's episode eight or unlike last week i didn't know if it was actually episode eight or episode seven but i've got two different Okay, Mr. Sandman playing on two different tracks <laughs> currently. <laughs> and those tracks are named Ansel and Gunner. Hi guys, I'm track two. Hey guys, I'm attractive. Oh man. That's it, we're done. <laughs> this has right, been well, the podcast. <laughs> Ansel, uh, you weren't here last week. I was not. Uh, but I know you listened to the... <laughs> I know you listened to <laughs> I did. All throughout the day too, because it'd be like six hours later, you'd be like, man, I'm really loving this second roast of myself. <laughs> well, okay, so the first time I was driving somewhere, so I put it on, I heard that. So it, like, I, w- I had to listen to it for different parts of the day. But, you know, I really... Yeah, I, I enjoyed the roasts of myself. They were nice. And also... I really, I kind of, I, I mean, I have the similar uh, viewing of the Star Wars movies as y'all. Obviously, like for the mm-hmm. first time person, I just go trilogy, like in chronological order. Yes. Uh, it, <laughs> chronological. Chronological. <laughs> I have. Chronic, that sounds like a de- disease. Yeah, I can't say, speak. I have, I have chronic Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, tell me how bad is it? Way too bad. <laughs> You're going to have stages where it's going to start off great. You're going to think it's great. And then it's going to, you're going to regress a little bit and you're not going to feel so great about it. But in, in time, about 20 years later, you're going to feel a little bit better at it because by the time uh, it's going to get about 20 more years down the line, it's going to get so much worse and you're going to feel terrible about it. And maybe you'll look back on 20 years before and think, huh, it actually was good then. Yeah. I was picturing that the doctor walked out and you're the mom to meet, to, I guess. Why am I the mom? Okay, uh, you got I guess. The long hair. Yeah, that's it. We're just like, doctor, tell me how is he? And you just like open up. You just creak the door open. The, the theme song is just blasting out the door. It's chronic. I don't know what to tell you. He's chronological. He's chronological. <laughs> uh, you say that, but I don't really remember exactly what we said about. Viewing Star Wars last week, but I, I can remember, imagine. I remember. I agreed. You watch it in movie release. I said the first time you watch it, I believe it should be original trilogy prequels and then sequels. Just it's just because like because if you watch the prequels into the original trilogy, like a lot of the 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 impactful stuff, like you know Darth Vader being Luke's father, like and and that and that's a what what. Oh, I thought you did this. <laughs> like, no, like, I was scratching my no. ear. Because I was about to say the fact that, you know, spoiler alert, that Darth Vader is Luke's father. I feel like everybody... <laughs> you shut that mouth, Barrett. You don't know where that mouth's been. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel... Like to, like to appreciate that story, you need to watch it first. And then... And then, and then a little bit later, you're like, "Oh, and what these Clone Wars they were talking about were." And so you hop on backwards. I, I'm, I don't think you should watch any of the sequels ever. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think you should watch the, like the um, the Clone Wars TV show and Rebels and stuff like that until you have an appreciation for like the films. Until you're better acquainted with the timeline, especially. Yeah, because if you watch. Yeah, if you watch the original trilogy and then you watch the Clone Wars, you're be like, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one, man. Yeah, yeah. So I think, but then for like a personal viewing, I go uh, four or five. I watch one whenever I watch it through, 
Yeah. Like I go four, five, one, two, three, six. Oh, you do machete? Yeah, but I remember a lot, like uh, listening to y'all. Y'all just left out one altogether. Well, the, no, that's I think what the that's thing is. yeah. It's not it's they not a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, I, love I know one so much. Yeah, and so well, I know that's the thing. But like, I I always just add it in. I'm like, if I'm gonna watch it, right? Because it's like you watch the two, and then you go and get all the backstory for everything that's going on, and then you kind of forget how how you felt about the the first two, and like that whole just the the vibe that it gives off and then you go to this like very clean like everything in the prequel this it feels really clean like no matter where you go like you go to uh, Tatooine it feels cleaner <laughs> and then you go into the original trilogy and it just feels worn like really worn out so you hop back into that at 6 and like and Luke comes back and he's much more powerful and everything so and I, I he got a dark he, he got a dark robe on yeah. and so i feel like he uh I feel like that's the best order to watch it. And then the sequels, like if you just watch those on their own, it's I don't hard. know. I, yeah. That would, I don't. Like, I, I hate when people say, you know, like, oh, well, you might not like it, but like in, you know, 15 years, kids are going to have watched it. This is like going to be their Star Wars or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, even still as a kid, like it, it's just so disconnected as a complete trilogy. Whereas, like, I think the reason that the prequels are kind of, well, I don't want to say loved, because they're definitely not loved by everybody, but the way that they're perceived now versus 10 years ago is not only because, like, oh, that's our Star Wars and that's what we grew up with, but it definitely tells a complete story. And, like, it's so well thought out. Yeah. And when I realized that, oh, it immediately changed all my thoughts, and I immediately, like, I love them now. If you... Yeah, there are some parts like Anakin talking about sand that are a little that you're just like, oh, come on. Yeah, story is great. But, but if you look bad. at the the script of the original trilogy, there's some parts where you're just kind of eh, okay, whatever. But it, so I can kind of forgive the prequels for that. But just like the world that you're completely immersed in mm-hmm. uh, is just amazing. And then you go to the sequels, and it and it just feels very like it feels like <laughs> in the prequels, like you're brought into this gigantic world that you get to discover alongside all these people. And then the sequels, it feels like you're just on like an island and you just hop from island to island. It doesn't feel like there's a bigger world outside of what is going on with these few characters yeah, at the moment. I get what you're saying. It feels like every place that they go, because it's always new, I feel like they never went to the same place twice. Yeah, uh, and I felt... And I, okay, I'm, I'm sorry but, for interrupting you. No, you're fine, you're fine. I was just going to say that um, it feels like every place serves one singular purpose, and then when that purpose is over, exactly, there's no point in even like referencing yeah. where they just were. And I feel like, uh, in some cases, the prequels they could have done it a little better. Like I, I feel like uh, Naboo and Alderaan should have been the same thing, but then also it makes sense because Naboo is where Padme is from. Mm-hmm. But so like he wouldn't bring her there, but I guess he does bring Luke back to where Anakin's from. Um, but it it just makes more sense. The person he's like, kind of handing her off to uh, Obi Wan does. Leia's when you said Alderaan, did you mean Coruscant? No. Alderaan exploded. Yeah, but like if you, I feel like I once saw like I don't know if it was in a like Rebels or whatever, but like a view of Alderaan, it reminds me a lot of Naboo. And so, oh, I, yeah. and, and so that's like when you go back to the prequels, I feel like it, we shouldn't be introduced to Naboo. I feel like we should be introduced to Alderaan. 
Okay. Because I see what because it gets brought up one time and then it's <laughs> then it's gone. Well, the one time that you see it is in uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's the one time you see Alderaan because that's when Bail Organa takes Leia. Oh yeah, that's it. You get so. a mention of it in Rogue One because Bail is like, "I'm a go." It's his line. I'm out. <laughs> See ya. I'm gonna go explode. Got a little exploding to do here in a couple hours. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, it's just it's just island hopping and just getting from one pl- and the, like the 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 places that you visit in the sequels, they don't like they don't matter at yeah. all. Like you, uh, you just visit there for a second and you're gone. It's not like you're completely and the in coolest this world. place in all of the sequels was Octo. <laughs> what would you, you say? Taco Donna. Taco Donna. I don't remember that. Taco Force Awakens, Donna? where Maz Kanata is. Oh, oh yeah. I wish, I wish we had gotten more of that planet. I wish we got more of Maz Kanata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's I think we all like, do. Yeah. She's like, I can't help you out. Also, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to discuss the Last Jedi because it's know. not worth it. Uh, no. <laughs> but, but yeah. What? Is, okay. Wait, Wait, before we before we get too far down this rabbit hole, I've had a thought for a long time. Yeah. I'm going to propose the one good thing about if you watch prequels, originals and then sequels. Okay. And it it literally only has to do with the prequels is that watching Anakin become a bad guy if you don't know anything about Star Wars yeah. because a lot of people already know, you know, Luke, I am your father. They know Darth Vader is Luke's father. They don't know Darth Vader is Anakin. So when you watch it that way, because I'll tell you what, I was in the I was in the stew one time watching uh, Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. between classes, um, and my girlfriend at the time, yeah, who it's Madeline, um, ah. she was like asking you like, okay, well who's that? And you know, I was like Obi Wan, and she's like, who's that? Anakin, and and she was like. Oh, he's like the good guy. And I was like, well, until he's not. Oh. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, do you not know? <laughs> and that's when it dawned on me. People out there don't know that. So that's like the one good thing about if you watch it that way. Yeah. Episode three is going to hurt. <laughs> it's going it, to hurt so bad. And it, and it just kind of depends on which character you really want to follow. Like, do you want to follow... Anakin in his quest. Do you want to follow Luke? You just you just hit your computer for a second. I thought you just added big letters. Anakin. <laughs> I did forget two uh, letters there. We're the oh Anakin right there. <laughs> I just have a PowerPoint presentation to myself. <laughs> it's just Anakin in one hundred and fifty point five on a Google Doc. I have to like scroll to see the rest of it. <laughs> and under it, Anakin, it just says the rest of them. <laughs> so it's like, and but and so that's why if. You want to go back, like whenever you go back and watch it. Uh, that's why it. I don't. I don't really. I mean, the machete like way is the is the way that I just normally watch it. Um, but it's just kind of like I'm like, whose story do I want to watch? Because I don't normally sit down and just watch a single Star Wars movie. No. Uh, it's like I'm gonna watch the original trilogy this weekend. I think it gets very complicated now. Because there's so much content. Like, if you really do want to get into Star Wars, there's so many more things that you can include now. Yes. Because I feel like the, especially the character of Ahsoka Tano is oh. so important now yes. than oh, she yes. was just even like a f- even a few years ago. Yeah, like yeah. even like two or three years ago, she was not important. And, yeah. Well, I mean, she was, but not like she is now. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like you have to include her in some fashion. Like, if you really want to get a complete story in the shortest amount of way possible, you have to include 
some sort of Ahsoka, whether it be like watch specific episodes of the Clone Wars and then and watch, Rebels, dude, and yeah, that season punk. two finale. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's very important. Which is, I don't really enjoy that. That like is like canon, but <laughs> you don't like Rebels. No, I like Rebels. Rebels is fine. Yeah, we I watch every none of the White House. The White House, House yes. yeah. I mean, specifically the Eye of the World is what I hate. Is I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't really like that either. I like whenever things get very fantastical and there's like existential things going on. But when you give me time travel, I'm like, yeah, yeah I never like time travel. I liked it except for when it's cool in Endgame. I liked it in yeah. Endgame until Cap showed up at the end because the way that they explain it to where it works in universe throughout the entire time because people are like oh it's like this they're like no 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 that's that's not how it is like we're going we're going forward in time but like what we're going to is not our past it's another past or it's another like that time like we cannot change what has happened here yeah like we can't go back and kill baby Thanos um but it's and like they set it up in this wonderful way to where it makes sense for that. And then Steve comes back at the end and ruins the entire thing. If he had shown up at the end, just like came back, teleported back and was old, I would have been like, that, that makes sense. That's perfect. But the way that they did it, I just can't. That, that's the one thing out of that gigantic blockbuster of just odd things happening that took me out of the movie. Thank God it happened at the end. Ansel threw a big fit at the premiere. Like the movie's he going made a, great. He made a big scene. Everyone yeah. has just finished crying about Tony Stank's death. And he just, that happens. He gets him and goes, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Everyone's confused. They just think he's upset that Cap got old. Yeah. Or, or like, maybe some people are just think he's upset that he's, there's an old man on the screen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know young people. people. <laughs> Avenge is supposed to be young, man. <laughs> It's a I just like stand like up, this? throw down a cigarette. I'm like, the Avengers supposed to be How young. How did you get a cigarette? In <laughs> it's not lit though. It's just a cigarette. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just e-cigarette. Yeah, yeah, just e-cigarette. So it's just, yeah, time travel is one of those elements that I, I just it again. It can only be done. It was only done one time well for me, and then they ruined it in the same movie. <laughs> But back to the future. Yes. Yeah, back to the future. There's a lot of things that go on. Yeah. That's just a good time, except where it's not when you like start to look at it. Thanks, John Mulaney. Also, um, if you listen to this, John, I hope God. I hope you're doing oh well God. in your divorce. Jesus. Ansel. Why Ansel, would you ever why wish would someone you, a happy divorce? Why would you ever say that knowing full well John's gonna listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I got caught up in it. I've been reading a lot of Invincible after watching the TV show Invincible on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yes, go on. I haven't seen it. I haven't read it, but go on. Do you know anything about it? Because I've seen one J.K. episode. J.K. Simmons beats up his son, Stephen Young. But so. I've read Is that a meme now? It. Yeah. Like, okay. That's the only reason I know that, and I'm kind of mad that I do. You yeah, beat that's, up Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ansel's just holding up his computer that has a picture of Steve from Blue's Clues on it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I feel like that was important to at least everyone to know <laughs> that Ansel has lost it. Um, it's kind of like uh, Sky High, I think, is a good comparison. But like, if it had the violence of the boys, yeah, uh, yeah. I've you, seen one of those things. Sky High, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Are you aware that the boys is super violent though? At least, yeah. Okay. Homelander's a piece of poopy face. Yeah, he is. Oh, um, but essentially, you've got this main superhero. You think Homelander's hot? No, I'm saying it's real. It's like I'm I'm sweating at my brow. Take your shirt off. Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> you should try this, hey, Cooper. <laughs> 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 All right, I feel better now. Good, continue. Um, so the, the the world has got this main superhero <laughs> named Omni Man, who is just like the name can do everything uh, in any direction. Yes, voiced by J.K. Simmons, <laughs> and he's got a son named Mark, uh, who is voiced by Stephen Yoon. Yoon, Yoon. I think Yun? it's Yoon. Yoon. Okay. Um, and basically, it's kind of like a, he finally got his powers at the beginning of the the comics and the series, and he's kind of learning how to train with his powers and the world is also full of like other superheroes that have a bunch of different teams and stuff and it's just a superhero filled world and um i can't spoil a lot but it gets very dark very fast and uh the ending of the first episode is shockingly graphic and ansel seen the end of the first episode and it, it really kind of takes you for a turn for a little bit. Oh, absolutely. It makes you think about it for a while. And um, I recommend the first season for anyone. But yeah. I'm, a, I'm on issue 30 now of the comics. And the first what? season is roughly like issue 1 through 13. But there's oh. still like some plot points at the point that I'm at in the comics that were... That were addressed in, in show. season 1, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I need... I- I don't want to get Amazon Prime, but I also don't want to buy the comic, so I'm probably just going to get Amazon Prime because there's another thing I need to watch on there. How have you gotten this far in your life without having Amazon Prime? I had it for one month one time. Actually, no, there was an entire there was Bought too much. <laughs> there, my uh, senior year of college, there was one day I was like checking my bank statement, and apparently I had had Amazon Prime for like nine months <laughs> and never used it. Man. I, don't, I I use Amazon way too much. I don't know how you've avoided doing yeah, that. Yeah, same. I, I don't know. But no, I, I, I think I'm going to do it just so I can watch Invincible. And this one other thing that I need to come to America to, even though I heard it's not the best. <laughs> I'm getting Amazon Prime just so I can watch Coming to America. <laughs> I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> I'm watching it in reverse machete order. <laughs> <laughs> I have to dictate because people are going to be curious. And so laughed, farted, gave quite a look of like, oh, and then laughed again. Well, the thing is, I was laughing and it was just kind of rolling out with the laughter at first. And I was like, I was like, all right, we're good. It's covered. It's we're fine. And then like I stopped laughing and then like a second wave just emerged from one of my 80 bottles. <laughs> The face that you made, though. And it took me by surprise. (laughs) I could tell. (laughs) Look at Barrett. It's so much funnier when you described it. (laughs) What does that mean? It just it almost looked like a look of fear on your eyes. (laughs) You've never like a baby who'd never farted farted before. Just imagine getting to be 24 years old. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Two more years, baby. (laughs) But farting for the first time. (laughs) You're just like sitting there at work one day. You're like, oh my, oh my God. You guys know about this? (laughs) I need to go to the hospital. (laughs) 
But you like can't fully explain to your doctor what happened, so they think there's just something completely wrong with yeah. you. And then you do it again, and you're like, "That was it." And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, you farted." I feel like I've mentioned this all the time together. It's like the one big scene that I remember from Louis, the TV show Louis with Louis C.K. canceled Louis C.K. Oh yeah, I watched one episode where he punched some or he elbowed that girl in the face. Well, Whip it out. That. I was gonna say there's yeah. an episode where his sister is visiting and she's pregnant. And there's one very long sequence where she's they wake up in the middle of the night and she's just screaming in pain. Yeah. Like and he's helping her. He's getting like the neighbors are over, they're all helping her, taking her to the hospital. And, you know, this I mean, this is such a long sequence. Like I mean, ticks of a good force of the episode, getting her to the hospital. Yeah. And then like an operating room. And then they get her in there and they set her down and she just lets out the longest fart <laughs> possible. And then everyone's just silent. And then they just leave the room. <laughs> um one time okay so on wednesday nights during college i would like go like 45 minutes away to play drums at a church and then come 45 minutes back so i was in the car with these people and hanging around all these people for a really long time so i had been building up a really good fart yeah but when i got back i knew i was gonna have to get in the car with my girlfriend to go help her with something i don't even remember what at this point all i know is that we were hanging out like right after I got back. Yeah. So there was like a two minute window where I was sitting in the lobby of our dorm and it was open dorm. So there was, a, there were like a bunch of people coming in and out Yep. and I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, it's got to be now or it's going to be in a couple hours and it's going to hurt. Yeah. So I decided to let out the fart and it's one of those where like you consciously fart and then you just it's beyond your control. You know you, what I mean? You give it you give it the push to start yeah, and, and then, then it you just, just keeps going. Throw your hands back and go for the ride, baby. So there I am in the <laughs> in the in the lobby with like guys and girls coming out and I'm just <laughs> and at one point I'm like, still going. Like, oh my god. But I fart for I guarantee you at least eight to nine seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too long. <laughs> I know. It was it was ridiculous. At one time, actually, when I left here, uh, I had been holding in a fart for a while because I knew Why? it was going to be bad. Just go in the corner. That's, the farting corner. That's, <laughs> Barrett has not designated a corner of his room to be the farting corner. You've not. done that. That's where Cooper well, sleeps, man. I, I don't want to do it in here with y'all, so I go to the other side. It's still my room. No. There's not even a door separating it. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, but I get in the car and I make it to about the stoplight that's right before you turn left to go yeah. to my neighborhood. Um, and I fart, but it was it was so much more fart than I was expecting. <laughs> so I, I do this thing where I, I fart and it hurts and I go, oh! like I like quickly tense up and I look around like, am I okay? <laughs> the answer you, is no. You get I safely let the rest out. <laughs> You get done farting, you're back at home, and you just completely blacked out the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and you wake, wake up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Comple- completely naked. Oh my god. I'm naked and it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and who are you? And it's just Colin Hay from Minute Work. I come from a land down <laughs> under. And I'm like, what? Scrubs, anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Ansel's never watched Scrubs. Nope, never, never in my life. It. Also, speaking of Scrubs, that show has great music. Oh yeah, back to farts. Back to <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, farts. <laughs> no, I. 
Ansel is one scrubs view. Oh God. What? You, you just I don't know. You, you got you I got saw, very I saw the intensity in yeah. your eyes. <laughs> that was a look of talk again, I dare you. Yeah. I was scratching my head and you started talking and then I was like just I don't know, I just looked over at you. I didn't mean to like to terrify. I was just gonna say, I think you're one scrubs viewing away from scrubs becoming your new community. I think you're that close. But the thing is with scrubs, it takes a longer time to watch through because I can like, you know, I mean he's obviously shorter and the last few seasons are like 13 episodes each um so it's i i feel like for scrubs it's more of like a slow burn but it's like community i watch it through real quick and then i'm like okay well i need something else to do for a little bit and so that's all i get all i talk about Mm. i feel like i haven't community see it's like gotten less and less in my yeah in my talking about i I well compared to like last May whenever I saw it on Netflix. Right. I uh stopped watching Modern Family a long time ago, like when it stopped winning awards and stuff. Wow. Which would have been like season five. Some or true so. fan. Well, it also just got worse to me. Like okay. I thought the kid actors just once they got older, it was like every all the dynamic of everything just it didn't feel the same anymore. Yeah. Uh but I recently went back and watched like the last few seasons. And that last season, that last episode really got me. Did you cry? I cried a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was like <laughs> it was like a weird thing of one, uh, I, I think the last season, once I got there, I was like, okay, I really do. I feel like I've been attached to these characters for way too long in my life to not know the end of their story. And then once I did get to the end of it, it was, it was over. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I wish there was a show, I guess maybe How I Met Your Mother is the only because normally, like, whenever I get into a show, it's been done for a while. <laughs> like, Cheers or Frasier or Scrubs Community. Yeah. And the so, Van Dyke show. Yeah. I did. He, he started watching it the last season. Don't worry. <laughs> he caught up to it live. In high school, there was <laughs> <Why>? a... <laughs> yeah. Okay, imagine my love for Community. There was a point where that was the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> I bet mean, you were the worst person to talk to in high school. Oh, yeah. I'd like, like, be in the middle of football practice, I'm like, yeah, so then Dick Van Dyke trips over this sofa. I was, I was about to say, you're just ever. stumbling into football practice <laughs> over whoa, furniture. Whoa, what am I going to do next? <laughs> no one's laughing. Like, just fucking put your helmet on. Let's go. <laughs> they all just absolutely cream you in practice, too. <laughs> cream him? And after practice. Oh, oh, little locker room cream. cream. And during. And before. <laughs> hey, when you get home. 24-hour cream sesh, baby. <laughs> your, your football team's just really bad at giving you, like, threats. She's like, we're going to cream you so hard today, buddy. When you get home in your bed at night, we're all just going to cream you. 24-hour <laughs> cream sesh. 24-hour cream sesh in the air. That reminds me of that episode of It's Always Sunny where Charlie's talking about eating his mom's cream pie. <laughs> and they're like, ugh, ugh. And he's like, what? What? They're so good. <laughs> you wish you could eat my mom's cream pie. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I forget how big of a misunderstanding that episode was. <laughs> it's so funny. That was another one where they're eating at that same restaurant, wasn't it? The um, one where they order milk steak and the one where Charlie... Makes eye contact across the room with, I think it was. with Mac. Is that all, is, are both of those episodes the same restaurant? Because I feel like it is a d- different layout. 
No, they used that same restaurant like three times. I know they at least use like the same they use waiter. They the same waiter all the time, yeah. Because I remember the last season, <laughs> Frank, for some reason, thought that there was a dish called Blue. Just called it Blue. <laughs> so he goes to the restaurant and he says, can I just have a bowl of Blue? <laughs> Like, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, I showed my uncle yesterday at, well, not yesterday. It was on Sunday because it was Mother's Day. I showed him the video of Tump getting out of the out of the couch <laughs> completely naked. Oh, he had never seen, he'd never seen a single episode. And I was like, here, this is from their Christmas special. Watch this. That's a good one to be introduced to. That's a weird one to be introduced to, but. Who the hell is Frank Reynolds? He's the man in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Frank Reynolds is an asshole. <laughs> it's too hot. That's. I think that's the only thing now that I have to watch every Christmas. Like, I don't have any. I don't have any loyalties to like a specific movie anymore that I have to watch every Christmas. But yeah. it has to be the It's Always Sunny Christmas special every Christmas. Mine's the original trilogy. I Lord watch, of the Rings. Yeah. The, the original. The original. Yeah. I watch uh, the, Star Wars on Christmas. Just oh, the, yeah. Just the first one, though. I, I post that on my story. Well, I normally have my lightsaber with me, and yeah. this year I had my uh, Boken, or the wooden katana <laughs> that I got for Christmas, and I just kind of like raised that up in the video, and just so many people responded to it. Just like, is it a penis? <laughs> is that your penis? <laughs> and then I looked back at it, and my penis was definitely in the picture. <laughs> yeah. and I, I never even got a wooden sword for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't even watching Star Wars. It was just a video of my penis. <laughs> Ansel sent me a picture. Where's this going? Yeah. <laughs> Find a better segue, man. Well, he, he we were on the phone because Ansel oh, calls me every day, and he was telling me, <laughs> what, "Can you give me contexting?" Because I kind of forgot what the what the picture was supposed to be originally. I had <laughs> his penis accidentally in it. I had. <laughs> I'll show you it here in a second, Cutter. I don't know if I want to see. I had. Uh, no, it's funny. <laughs> I had like either a mosquito bite or like some kind of bump on the back of my head. And I was trying, and I and obviously, you I'll know, pull it up I can't sorry. see, I can't see the back of my head, and so I uh, took a picture of it and like used the like standing in front of my mirror, using that to like try to get a good angle of it. So I take the picture, and I I don't really know how else to explain it. Barry, you want to show it? to me? How long ago you sent me this? How many pictures do I send you? Barely too many. Yeah, I know. Ansel called me three times the other day. Well, I kept coming up with ideas. <laughs> Look over to the right. <laughs> and and I didn't realize it was like that till after I sent it to Barrett. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's just such an innocent picture. <laughs> oh, everyone, I'm naked. The, I'm naked in this, and you can almost see things in the mirror. He's like, he's like, that's fine, but you might want to check on that. <laughs> like you posted to Facebook, hey, does anyone know what this bump is? <laughs> It's like it's like that episode of Parks and Rec oh where that guy God. sends his, uh, a picture of his dick to everyone, and then Anne just like, oh yeah, no, there's something definitely wrong with that, and so everyone just starts sending it so they can get like free screenings <laughs> of their balls. 
just the perfect V in the corner. <laughs> it reminds me of that that like picture where that dude's like selling a microwave, but he's just completely butt naked in the reflection. <laughs> it's just a perfect outline of his penis. <laughs> Do you? Is this how you operate around <laughs> your home when you're alone? I want to say I was about to take a shower. Okay, you want to say? I want to say I was about to take a shower. I but mean, the like, truth is. I mean, I, I'm just a naturally <laughs> naked person. Like, I try to do most things at my home naked. Who's unnaturally, <laughs> what? Who's naturally clothed as a person? Like, if I'm at home and I don't have anything to do, I'm gonna be naked. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if people are there or not if he's just got nothing to do that day well also my place is too small to like have people over and so I have like all the windows shut because I live in the guest house the, the this rich woman so I just like make sure all the blinds are shut like everything he's the pool boy he's the, I'm pool, the pool boy, boy. that's always naked <laughs> and so I just like you know, go get a bowl of cereal <laughs> you tally, guys can tally come whackers over. whacking about you guys can come over but just know I've got nothing to do today <laughs> yeah. oh that's oh, great the, even better we oh just, yeah, yeah cool it frees up a lot of time I don't think you understood <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you were entertained by that picture that was like, the, that's the funniest thing I've honestly seen <laughs> in months <laughs> <laughs> I just love there's like no good way to ex- like to build up to that <laughs> I think it's even better because the message this picture he sent me before that was this and I don't remember the context <laughs> you got a little Trent energy going on in that picture I think that's why he sent it to me because I think he was I think you were t- trying to emulate Trent do you remember why you sent me this oh I was going through my pictures and I saw that one and sent it to you because I thought I looked like Trent okay that's okay that's what I thought it was gonna be uh I'm glad we cleared all of that up. <laughs> and nobody listening to this will ever know what that picture looks like. I, we all have a good idea. We all know it. You can see my cock and balls. You can't. You though. can't. Though. I don't you know why you would admit to that. When that's not even what it was. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the illusion that you could, though, if you moved just a little bit. Yeah. If it was a live I think, photo, I, I honestly think it was the perfect cutoff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could it could be more comedic if you try. Like if you tried to make that happen, it's not nearly oh, as funny. Not at all. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, oh it's just that's yeah. my life, baby. I try to show you a weird bump on my head, and so- suddenly, and suddenly, penis. <laughs> Doctor, is this bite okay? <laughs> Ew, what is that? <laughs> it's just my body. Are you sure? Are you quoting something? No. <laughs> I thought he was too. I thought he was, the way you were saying it. Wait, maybe I am. Um, I think I'm like almost quoting the Family Guy episode where uh, they're, they're in the panic room. And they send Meg down to, to, to make the sandwich and she gets captured. And they yeah. just write the sign, we have your son. And That's right. <laughs> Meg's our daughter. And they just write, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The the best ending to any Family Guy episode, me and Sykes were watching a while ago. And we can, like sometimes we'll go back to this episode. Chris is chemically castrated because he's a... I can't remember exactly why. But at the end of the episode, uh, he just goes... Well, I guess if there's one thing we learned, it's you shouldn't be uh, like getting chemically castrated. is not all it's cracked up to be. And somebody just goes, is that the lesson? Is that is that what we're trying to teach this week? And it just ends. 
That's pretty good. So don't get chemically castrated. Or do if you want. I don't fucking care. You want to know my favorite cold open to the office? Let me see if I can guess. Go ahead. I assume it's not going to be the fire drill. No, it's not fire. It's not fire. It's not. It um... is a good one, though. Yeah, but that's everyone's favorite. This one's just so underrated, and I never see anybody talk about it, but it is so funny. I I think I've shown you before in the middle of a thrift store. In the middle of a thrift store? Does that help me figure out? No, it doesn't help you at all. I was just seeing if that could, like... In the middle of a thrift store. If that could jog your memory. (laughs) Um, Suddenly, I forget all the cold opens, of course, uh, that have ever existed. Yep. Never mind. This is going to take too long. Just tell you. Let me just tell you. Uh, It's the one where, like, Daryl's mom dies. Oh. And they're all signing like the condolences card, but people think it's his birthday. Yeah. And it's so funny because he like gets handed to him and it's like, Congratulations, Daryl. <laughs> the tear just starts falling. Yeah, my favorite is like, you deserve this. <laughs> and then they all come in wearing party hats and, and Dwight's like, Here's your birthday punches. One, two. And he just turns to the camera and just has one tear going down his cheek. It is the funniest cold open. I'll never get over. Congratulations, Daryl. You deserve this. <laughs> My maid died. It's another cold open. Where Kevin has to learn how to transfer a call, and the whole time he's doing it wrong. They're yeah. trying to transfer it to Ed. Oh yes, <laughs> and then finally yeah, they do it in the background. Right. They're all celebrating. Yeah, and then he's just like, my mate died. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Man, I hate that that show is loved by everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it was better when it wasn't. You're right. It was. What's going to be the next one, Nathan? For you, I have a fe- I have a bad feeling. God, you think Nathan's coming for up next? You. It's going to get too popular because I feel like more and more I see some like subtle references. Yeah. And people like talk about it in terms of just underrated shows where I'm like, oh, no, that's how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> I always fear it's going to be it's always sunny as well, which it's already like kind of. Yeah. There's a there's, I mean, there's a ton of memes about it. it's always sunny. Well, yeah. So I was really worried during the big Danny DeVito phase that it was going to get. Mm hmm brought into it the thing is i feel like the people that are fans of danny devito just his existence are not the kind of people that would enjoy the humor of it's always sunny oh no 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 no! because i think no, they no, see no. danny devito as like a lovable human being where yeah, his character they, in it's always sunny is anything they, they but watch that. the lottery ticket episode oh yeah that's the if you yeah if you want and that's i wish another, i could quote it but i can't because it's that bad they say every word you can't say on television but they said it anyway oh yeah you did tell me about the that hero episode. i think is what it's called it? I showed I him the scene, the, the the scene, yeah, in the cold open of that episode, which includes two words that I don't know how they were able to do it, but I mean, I guess they just have to get enough street cred at that point yeah, on, on FX. And it's, to yeah, be like, and if it's FX, so like the rules are already a little more lenient than the rest, but yeah, that it, that is difficult to say. Just imagine like sitting down with one of the censors and being like. Because, like, you have to put in worse... Like, if you want to sneak something in, you have to put in much worse stuff so they catch that and so you Mm -hmm. could go by unscathed. So think about the worst stuff that they put in that did get cut out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of dicey episodes that they get away with. The first episode has the N-word in it. It does. Like, the hard R N word And the first time I watched the episode, I was like, 
why do people find this funny? Like, that's just straight up racist. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, wait, they just are. <laughs> and then you realize it because it's kind of like the Seinfeld approach, but for a worse audience, I guess, because it's like, oh, it's funny because these are the worst people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I do love, though, when D, I don't love, that makes it sound really, really bad. But I do think it's funny that she does um, that that character, that Puerto Rican like newswoman, yeah, and just completely misses how racist that she's being. It is great every time, and it's one of the. <laughs> I remember there was an interview with Rob McElhenney where I think it was on Conan, and he was like showing him the showing everyone like a picture of him and the the Lethal Weapon, <laughs> yeah, the Lethal Weapon movies, and they were. Kona was just like, how do you how do you just do this? <laughs> and he was just like, I I don't know how we do it. <laughs> we just say we want to do it and it works. But it, it's like necessary to have that kind of humor to show how <laughs> I don't know. Cause there are I feel like with It's Always Sunny is they push the envelope just enough for not only for you to realize how ridiculous it is, mm-hmm. but to I don't know put other things in perspective and i don't i feel like it's such a necessary show to have those kind of envelopes being pushed constantly and they just they don't let up because yeah they don't uh not even in the slightest and i i feel like i don't know a lot of people are worried about comedy and it becoming very just you can't say anything anymore where i feel like it's sometimes it's necessary to say those things yeah but i also i really like the idea of rules like i like getting around rules is like if you, if you can say what, if you are, if everybody agrees, you are allowed to say whatever you want. You can't have anything like shocking or find a way to make this funny to where it will appeal appeal to people. But if there are rules, then you have to constantly be like try to be smarter and like figure out ways around it. So like I I like rules to an extent. Um, I thought I heard Cooper. You did. You did. Oh okay. Then I know I heard Cooper. Yeah. I don't even know why you would pause and. Sure. Concerned. I don't, listen, I don't know. I don't know. We all hate that guy. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm a. I don't know. I, I think some rules are necessary in terms of comedy, but I also think people are just kind of dumb. I'm dumb. Yeah, dummy thick. It's not going to please everyone for sure, <laughs> which is not what they're going for at all. Twerking <laughs> one nipple over there. <laughs> that one nipple twerk. <laughs> Listen, with the uh, the weight I've gained, I can really make this baby shake. Same. One nip this time. <laughs> nip off. Uh, right niplet stomp. <laughs> On the I floor. can have a nip off with you. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't even know even... what that would be. Yeah, I don't yeah. know either. We put little um, <clears throat> lances on our nipples, and then we run at each other, and then just it's like it's like jousting. But it's a nip but off. With, it's a nip off. Because then. But I thought a do nip it on off opposite. is where the ref throws the basketball in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to <laughs> jump and hit it with your nipple back to your side. No, no, no. So, so I would have one on my right and you would have one on your right also. <laughs> and we're facing each other and then we just try to stab the other person's like free nipple off. What if you guys just have like a. A Jeremy Renner movie like tag, you know, but instead of like a li- lifelong game of tag, you guys have a lifelong uh, competition to see who can kiss the other's nipple first. 
And that's just the I competition. Think, I think it would end within five seconds because we'd both just kiss each other's nipples. Yeah. Really? Are you? No, no, no. No, no, no. Fine. <laughs> Bear, this is your Let's idea. Do it. It's Why whoever, are you making us do it's this, whoever Bear? whoever does it first is the winner. Okay, well, we'll just tie. Damn it, I'm not you wearing a tie. shirt. There are no ties. Oh, this is going to be a lot easier for you. <laughs> Because I'm gonna, I'm, so gonna have, vulnerable. I'm gonna have to get your shirt off. <laughs> Give me that leg, boy. <laughs> have you seen that episode? No. Have you ever seen any episodes? I've seen like maybe three. Um, what three would you have seen? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I every time I try to start, I'm just like, I don't like this, so I stop watching it. But apparently, it gets good at like season five. But it's kind of like with you one. Started, oh, do you season, start at season one? Season yes. three, it gets really good. Yeah, I did the same thing, and I just pushed through seasons one and two. And season three, it started to get good. Yeah, it's not the lore starts to build at least. Uh yeah. Once you establish, like when Danny DeVito first gets there, it's he's not the character that he is now. It took time a little bit to for him to like fully form him as like not. I don't know. At first, he just showed up. He was an asshole, and then they turned him into more like a, like I don't even know how to describe it. Like, just like a trash human being overall. Yeah. Like he eventually turns himself in. Like he has a an okay arc from that point, but they definitely were just like, we want him to be scum of the earth, uh, because he comes in as like this businessman type, just a, yeah. but just a jerk as well, and then. His arc is like figuring out that he doesn't like the lavish style that he lived in his whole life, and he just wants to like room with Charlie, uh, <laughs> who lives in squalor. Yeah, <laughs> and just be like the rest of the gang, yeah. which is when he really becomes what he is. And it's not real. I don't feel like it's the show is at its full peak until that moment, because that's the same season that you get the Nightman Cometh, which is. The golden episode. I have seen that episode multiple times. So then you have seen, give me that leg, boy. Give me that oh, leg. Oh, yeah, 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 dude are, you, dude, are you hard right now? <laughs> no, just... <laughs> okay, get... Yes, that is that is an amazing episode. My, my friend who introduced me to Portlandia is also the one who introduced me to that specific episode of It's Always Sunny, which made me want to watch a few more, and then I was like, nope. You seen the poop episode? <laughs> uh, it's always sunny. I don't think yeah. he's. I, no, I he's probably not. That's the that's the first episode that I showed to uh, my most current ex girlfriend, and I was like, "What do you think?" And she was like, "Honestly, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be." Ooh, its episode title is "Who Pooped the Bed." It is. It's a great episode. Well, with the title like that, it's how, how can it go yeah, wrong? Exactly. Is what you're saying? Yeah. No, I th- I think you would definitely enjoy. A lot of those episodes. Yeah, for real. You really would. The high school reunion episodes are so good. <laughs> okay. I'll try to give it another shot. What is it on Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. It's just every like episode you're like, how can they get worse as people? <laughs> yeah. And then they always just do it. Yeah. Uh, me Barry showed me the uh clip from Seinfeld or not from Seinfeld the clip of it's always sunny in uh, being Seinfeld oh yeah which I had seen before but I guess I didn't realize that there's two Jerry's yeah <laughs> when they're talking about the contest it was yeah. like I don't even know it was like a bottle episode that they had where they were me- remembering other episodes and it, it started off a, it was supposed to be a clip show yeah it but, started off normal but then they started misremembering everything and eventually just turned into them remembering an episode of Seinfeld <laughs> yeah 
Like there's one part where Danny DeVito just remembers himself as being very tall and <laughs> having so a funny. full head of hair. And then they come out of the memory and he's just got super long legs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's a good episode. But it's really not worth it until you've watched plenty of other ones. But yeah, in the Seinfeld one, <laughs> Mac and Dennis are both Jerry. <laughs> oh, I also saw the... Um, the... Uh, dance in the rain that Mac does for his father. Oh, yeah. I was shown that by somebody. That's, that's sad that you've already seen that. It really is because it, when you start, you know, like early on, like season three, and you get to watch his character like grow, mm-hmm. it makes that part like, I mean, just chef's kiss good. I don't even know how to, like, it's funny because it's like so ridiculous, but it's sad a little bit too like do you know what i mean yeah and at the same time they put in so much effort to make this part it like it it genuinely looks amazing and it ends the season too yeah (laughs) because they they entirely switch from like the the style of it's always sunny which is very handheld and uh i don't know very not cheap like it was the first season where it was only like a five dollar (laughs) budget but yeah they had they would have only like two people on screen because like the third one was like their cameraman. Yeah, and I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because they they filmed. Uh, the only reason they were able to sell it is because they filmed the first part just like literally on their camcorder, and that was that's the same camcorder you see in their theme song for forever. Is them just driving around Philadelphia filming random stuff, and that's mm-hmm. been their theme song the entire yeah uh, show. But that's kind of how they filmed the first pilot, or what, and eventually became the pilot was. Mm-hmm. They just <laughs> made the cheapest thing possible and was like, this is what we're doing. Huh. Uh, but at the end of the, I guess it was season 14, where Mac does his performance. So just, it just switches so much time. Yeah. Past. And now it's going to be the longest running like comedy show ever. Like a sitcom format? Like live action sitcom, I think, as of season, because they got renewed for like, like three, 16 three. and 17. Yeah. I think that's what it'll be. Yeah, because I mean, like, if you look at, like, yeah, like a sitcom, definitely. It's the the longest running something, and I don't remember exactly what it was. Okay. Because, I mean, obviously, you have The Simpsons that exist, so. And, like, The Tonight Show and, like, uh, Saturday Night Live, like, those kind of, like, staples. But this will be, like, the longest, I feel like, episodic story driven show there's a word that it'll be the longest of and And i don't know what it is and 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 that word is something procedural no yeah that's cop shows the longest running man the longest running man (laughs) (laughs) he's still he's still running the longest man um barrett's mom asked me she's like the longest man. No, she asked me uh, if I, what I thought of like all the reality shows that they seem they love, and and I feel like I should have answered it probably nicer, but I was just like, yeah, I I hate reality TV shows so much. And she was like, why are you dating my son? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, she's like, I was like, I stopped watching the History Channel whenever it stopped being like modern marvels and started being like Pawn Stars was like the mm-hmm. the f- like the thing that I could watch into the next era, and then that eventually got tiring, and I switched to the Military Channel. The Military. Yeah, because they'd be like, here we're gonna have two hours about this one jet. You ready? Let's fucking go. 
And that's what I would just watch for like two hours. It's just history of like a jet. I couldn't do that. Oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, With its 14 seasons, It's Always Sunny, which now airs on FXX, at Tide ABC's The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet as the longest running live action comedy series. Now, FX's flagship half hour series is solidifying its place in the TV history books as the sole holder of the record. Ozzy and who? Harriet. Never heard of that. Never heard of it either. But it's about to be Ansel's new favorite show. When he Absolutely. Goes and watches all. Do you guys remember seasons. on Ozzy and Harriet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, is, what does Ozzy call a, a grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah, I know what it is. It's... What is it? Monkey pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy and Harriet ran from 1952 to 1966. It definitely does seem like something you would watch. <laughs> hey, actually, it mentions it's always sunny right here. It Just... ran from World War One to World War Two. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna watch this. It's kind of like if you, uh, it's like I watched the Dick Van Dyke show whenever I was like much younger and did not understand like all the tropes and things that like go on now in sitcoms. Um, because I feel like if I went back and watched it now. That would be like, oh, well, this just isn't as good. Because I've seen it all done better because it's been done later. And they <laughs> use that as an example. It's kind of like if you watch, like, I'll occasionally watch, like, a, one of the, the first season of SNL. And I'm like, this is, like, I can see how this is funny, but I've seen it done a million times. And so it's just kind of like in that vein of, yeah, this was groundbreaking whenever it happened. But now it's just, it's all it's old news, baby. Turn yeah, that off, baby. You, you gotta look forward. Like, like 3D movies. Go, gotta go. When we were in that cemetery and I pointed that tombstone and said, old baby. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I can't remember. Because uh, you thought that... Um, I, <sighs> I don't even know what I thought. Old baby doesn't make any you did, sense. You did some math in your head that wasn't right and you thought it was a baby on the, like, the years that it had lived. I I say it, and that's disrespectful. This person, Um, but this baby, it was actually a very old person. (laughs) And oh, that's right. I was like, oh, it was just a baby, and you were like, no, it was like a hundred years old. Because I think you were like, I don't know. Use an example. I think you thought it said like eighteen oh one to eighteen oh five. This is and best example I could give. But it was actually like eighteen oh one to nineteen oh five. So I was like completely the opposite. Okay, apparently the Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet was also <laughs> He's already invested. It was on radio beforehand, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go track back some radio broadcasts of Ozzy and Harriet to then get into the full story. Yeah, I just know 30 minutes of Ozzy and Harriet having graphic sex <laughs> <laughs> for over a course of two thousand episodes. In the radio series. The other day I was reading about the okay, Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. <laughs> I was reading about the uh like the rules that came about in Hollywood whenever it came to like the violence you can show in movies and all this stuff. And it was showing me examples of stuff from like the twenties and they could do whatever they wanted. It was insane. Yeah. And what's crazy about that is people actually died. in those movies. (laughs) Stuntmen actually were hurt. Yeah. It'd be like a, a a woman. It'd be like a G rated movie. A woman would like fully naked across the screen. They get literally stabbed in the, in the neck. What was that? Um, the the Gus Johnson video we watched that was like PG mo- movies now versus in 1975. Oh, it yes. was so fucking funny. It's eight seconds long. Yes. 
I I've seen like one Gus Johnson video. I thought it was pretty good. He looking it up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, kids, let's go solve this adventure." 1975. He's like, "All right, let's fucking go, kids." Oh wait, Gus was much funnier than that. Oh, absolutely. Hey, who wants to go find that darn dog? Hey, who wants to see a fucking butthole? <laughs> <laughs> That is, uh, that reminds me of both when I first watched Jaws and when my mom was like, hey, daughter, you should watch Jaws. And me being like, no, why have you forgotten both times that the first, like, three minutes of that movie is skinny dipping? Yeah. There's boobs, mother. (laughs) My sister is six. Mother, you want to show breasts to my young sister here? How dare you? I bite my thumb at thee. I bite it. <laughs> I, I really, my mom, <laughs> my, uh, my mom really wanted me to watch um, Tango and Cash, which is a Sylvester Stallone and Mel Gibson, I think. Uh, what like a everyone's Everyone's favorite no, couple. Not, it's not Mel Gibson, because I'm just thinking of, uh, it was, it's literally the oh, same thing. I was thinking thing. of Passion of the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sylvester Stallone and someone. Who is it? Come on, Kurt Russell. Man. Kurt Russell. Mel Gibson, Kurt Russell. They they are the same person. Russell Crowe ah, is, is a distant cousin. Kurt Russell is so much better. Right, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, but and I really didn't want to watch it. Like it was one of those things where like I'm really doing a favor for my mom by watching this movie that she enjoys. Yeah. Um, and within the first five minutes, same situation, just breasts in front of the screen. <laughs> Um, and I used that as an excuse. I was just like, how could you, mom? <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot stand to I watch this. I can't watch this. And I just left the room. <laughs> I, I, felt I so- can't work in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps trying to get, for my whole life, she's tried to get me to watch. Um, Airplane. S- no. <laughs> Don't even bring that up. You know that story. Uh, what's the, 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 the movie that has the, the ding, 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 ding. Oh, um. Where they're in the river. Deliverance. Yes. She's always tried to get me to watch Deliverance. I'm never going to watch Deliverance. I don't even know what it's about. Every every description I hear, they're like, oh, it's great. It's about these guys. And they go like, why would a rafting? And then like everything bad happens. And they get raped and all this fun stuff. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> watch you say They get raped and I'm, all this fun stuff? No, no, no. I said raped and all this stuff. Oh, no, you, I, know, I, you I said fun stuff. Said fun stuff? <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God, no. That's not what I meant. You said fuds. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a movie for you. It's called Clockwork Orange. <laughs> that whole, the whole first part of that movie is filled with fun stuff <laughs> yeah. that you oh. will enjoy. It was so bad, Baird. I had to turn it off. Yeah. We were like, let's watch every Stanley Kubrick movie. And then we watched, <laughs> we watched uh, The Shining. The Shining, yes. 2001. 2001. And we were like, oh, Clockwork Orange. I enjoy big. We made it like halfway through. They raped the woman and we turned it off and we didn't watch any other Stanley Kubrick movie. I've never seen Clockwork Orange because every time it's like bad pulled up on a list of like great movies or if I'm watching like a, a just like a YouTube video where they're like it's discussed. They always show these weird scenes. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with it. That whole movie is weird scenes. And also, yeah. 2001 A Space Odyssey, it's a good movie. No, it's the, not. The first time I watched it, I was so bored. <laughs> It's not a good movie. It's a good movie. I liked it. Explain. I, other than it being technically impressive, because it definitely is. I will always give it that. But yeah. as a movie? What if you just take the HAL 9000 parts of the movie? That part's good. Okay. 
That's like Terminator for Terminator existed. Because I I, I, under, I the, understand that. The beginning of it. It feels like three yeah. different movies. It I is. will agree with that, yeah. It, it essentially is. But it took, yeah, it took me two watches to like get into it. I will say, though, uh, knowing the references now is funny. So when they, they had that scene in Community, Community <laughs> with the pillar, this is the table. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty great. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> or the aging of the, it was like Jeff and then it was Pierce yeah, to signify the aging. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that's one of the best references. It makes you feel good about it because yeah, you know what it is. You yeah. suffered through three hours of that movie for that joke, basically. Yeah. Whereas if you, have not watched that movie you would have no idea what the fuck is going on because like the the parts that people would know about that movie if they hadn't seen it would be maybe the soundtrack they would know but even then i don't think people know that that's where that's from whenever i saw charlie and the chocolate factory the new one with um johnny depp whenever that song new yeah 2006 (laughs) okay well in my hometown i always say the new walmart and it's been there since like 2003 there's two of them. Actually, there's two and a half now. Neighborhood market, baby. And a half? Neighborhood market, baby. <laughs> they built half a Walmart. I was, I was there the day it opened, and we all got free ice cream. Whoa. My shirt was on inside out the entire time, and no one told me. My ice cream was on inside out the entire time. <laughs> I ate the cone I my, first. I had my ice cream on my belly, and I ate my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of your album? <laughs> what, I had the ice cream on my belly and I ate my shirt? That's the whole title? <laughs> yeah, that's the title of your memoir, Could be. I had the ice cream on my belly and I ate my shirt. <laughs> Listen to my stories. <laughs> I would definitely read that book. I'll think about I'll write it. That down. <laughs> um, where were you going with that? Oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Whenever that song came on and whenever that little piece of shit kid like jumps up he's like I love television and then he pops up and then they get shrunk down and they like play the music I was like I don't know what this is but now once I watched the movie I was like I get it so like not everybody gets where that song is from yeah I think even if you did know that that song was from 2001 you wouldn't you would not also know that uh the dun 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 what is that I don't know what it's called no. mm. I feel, I feel like people would never guess that that was from that movie. Is it originally from that movie? Yes. Oh, wow. I did not know that at all. I, uh, I say that not knowing at all <laughs> yeah, if that's true totally or not. Is. All right. I guess we're going to. I don't think duh, it is. I thought it, I thought it was uh, from the Nutcracker. That would be weird to throw into that movie, though. But and, Oh, and that movie's so normal outside of that? I feel like that song. Well, makes I feel like sense that's why it would be context. weird if they just had a a song from another pre-existing. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would take. Uh, I don't. I'm, I don't. Listen, so. I'm not. I'm not one to get into the mind of Stanley Kubrick because honestly, no one could do you that. You would not survive getting out of there. Yeah, I would. I would be stuck in a Clockwork Orange. That's the worst movie to be. Stuck. <laughs> well, I don't know. He did do Full Metal Jacket. It's oh. a pretty bad one to be stuck in. In that last movie he made with Tom Cruise, his movies. Yeah, I guess now that you mentioned um, 2001 feeling like it's three different movies, Full Metal Jacket, it's like two completely different things. Never full, even seen it. Full House. Full Metal House. Full Metal House. Full Metal House. <laughs> with that picture of Michelle with those two guns. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the buildup of them in training is just fantastic. And then, what is it? Uh, 
Lee Ermey, the, you know, the sergeant and like everything. Yeah. He's fantastic until, spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> Just said I hadn't seen the movie. Have you seen Dr. Zhivago? No. I'm sorry, Gunner. Spoiler alert, Dr. Zhivago. Uh... <laughs> he explodes. <laughs> You ever seen Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? No. You made me watch one clip from that movie. It's a good clip, though. So my that movie apparently is not well loved. I love it, and that the clip I showed you is like one of my favorite scenes in all of like all the movies that I've watched. What what's one? I mean, there's no Harriet and uh, Oliver. Ozzy and Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah, yeah. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not a super fan. Yeah, if you're gonna what, talk about it, you might as well get what's, it right. What's what's a movie that you like that literally nobody else has ever like? You cannot get one person to agree with you about. That's a hard question. Yeah, I have one the, that I get. I have a really hard time. If you Airplane. asked me this in high school, I would have probably had like a few. But once I met like Sykes and more like-minded people to like the kind of stuff that I like. Um, that list has shrunk a lot, and now I'm the one who doesn't know references. This is suspenseful. What is it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's oh, like, I, I thought I, you no, had no, one in mind. Yeah, I I, was, yeah. Oh, no, no. I was saying is like in high school, I would have had a list, but now, like knowing y'all and knowing Sykes and everybody, it's just like it's it's very difficult for me to come up with something yeah. that I have seen that nobody else has like ever delved into. Um, and it's uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, I can't think of one. I know one that I have a tough time that people are like, yeah, that was good. It's Boyhood. Boyhood. This is a Richard Linklater movie. That it has the like actual kid that grows up. He filmed it for 12 years and they had the oh. same actors the entire time. And it was just about this kid growing up, basically, to huh. sum it down. And I, every time I try to talk to people about Boyhood, they're like, God, that movie sucked so much. But how? <laughs> It was nominated for everything, especially our friend in college that was a big, the the one that we took the Stanley Kubrick movies from. Yeah, yeah. He hated that movie. And I was just like, but why? (laughs) And it was, and and I've had like five other people that I've tried to talk about Boyhood with and just my dreams have been crushed. I've never even seen it. I remember there was one time that I think the Oscars were going on and uh, one of my friends that watched I was like, Oh, they always give it to some like super liberal artsy movie. And I'm just like, it's not okay. really true. <laughs> I was like, okay, what's, I was like, let's look at the list and just like, and and he was like, oh, well, more recently. I'm like, did you see Parasite? I was like, I didn't see Parasite till after I watched the Oscars, but just after seeing all the hype about it, like I had to sit down and I loved it and I felt really weird about it. <laughs> that entire thing is a trip, man. Yeah. I don't think you see. I don't even, what would you classify Parasite as? Is it like a thriller? I guess. Because it's not necessarily a drama. No. It's not necessarily a comedy, but it has all of, it has every element of a movie, even like a little bit of horror in a, in yeah. a sense. Like, oh, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Um, spoiler alert to you guys. You know the part where the uh, guy downstairs like walks up? Yeah, that's terrifying. First, it is. Yes. At, that freaked me when out. It has, like, when it has the flashback of the boy with his cake, like he's even yep. at the fridge and he looks over. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It is terrifying. 
I like I was like, you know what? I probably wouldn't be able to do anything normally either after I saw that. Yeah. So and it, it's it's just it's like nobody in it is like you. You're like okay, somebody's gonna be sympathetic. I gotta feel for somebody, and you just hate everyone, but in such different ways. Yeah. You're like oh maybe this guy's been locked down or been trapped down here for forever, but I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Somehow he's the enemy out of this. Yeah. In this social class struggle. Like, you hear about it, and you're just like, okay, finally. And then he's just, like, everyone's just the worst. And yeah. it's just so, I mean, it makes sense why it won everything. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good example of a Best Picture winner. Where everyone is just like, yeah, <laughs> duh. But then you have, like, I th- the year before it was, what, Green Book? I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was Green Book. <laughs> okay, I guess. Shape of Water. Have you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. I've only seen that movie one time. Me too. And it was after I got back from Colorado, so I took an edible, and that was a yeah. That's that, it was the decision. it was such a bad idea. Because <laughs> I was like, because I watched it completely normal, and I was like, Ugh. Ugh. like whenever she is, are you ever gonna watch it, Barrett? I I feel like I will, but if you want to talk about I it, mean, I like I won't be offended. It's okay. Not like- a huge movie that you just have to see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, whenever she's escaping from the this guy. Yeah, Doug Jones. Like I just, it was like I was trapped inside of my mind, and like my like my body wouldn't move because like I was like thinking that I was her, and like I was like could not physically move my body. I was so scared in that moment. I've like I've only been that terrified like a couple of times in my life, and that freaked me out. Yeah, but the rest of the movie's great. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. That's no the guy that has the eyes on his hands. That's uh Doug Jones. You wanna know who else he was? Who? The fish in Shape of Water. Really? And he was the fish in both Hellboy movies. Basically, if you have seen a horror movie that has a monster that is like in a lot of makeup or something, or it does like irregular movements. Uh, or you've seen a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yep. You've seen Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Look him up. You'll recognize him too, which is the crazy thing because you've definitely seen him outside of costume. I just couldn't tell you've you seen what him he's on the been street. In. Yeah, he, he's. You can go outside. You can go outside right now and find hey Doug Jones. <laughs> he works with Sonic, dude. But like last decade, we had Parasite, Green Book, Shape of Water, Moonlight, Spotlight, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Um, Twelve Years a Slave, Argo, The Artist. I don't, I don't know that one. So, and then the King Speech, and the King Speech is one of my like. Actually, it kind of cycles through in my like twenty-five top favorite movies. Because right. you suck at talking. I did think I had a stutter <laughs> all of college, and it took two speech majors and like a lot of friends <laughs> to convince me that they're like, no, Ansel, this is all in your mind. <laughs> Break free. I've got to break free. And then we have The Hurt Locker. Yeah. That's not a very artsy movie. Definitely not. Slumdog Millionaire. No Country for Old Men. That, that, if you're talking about not artsy movies. Yeah, no, I mean, like, until you get to the ending, the uh, ending of No Country for Old Men, you're like, what the fuck was that, Coen Brothers? (laughs) And it's like, they're, they're beautiful and great movies, but they're not like, like, you can 
kind of you can go along with what's happening yeah. it's not just like a bunch of abstract shit like that's basically what uh they were saying at school is they're like oh they just give it to the weirdest like whatever you call art i'm like no they, no, they don't. don't it's just most of those are nominated now <laughs> they don't usually the people that always say that are the people that are like well i don't see why the avengers doesn't win yeah <laughs> yeah oh, i mean and- i thought captain america civil war should have won best picture captain america civil war <laughs> is one of the worst of marvel movies and i stand on that the lord of the rings the return Nobody of the king argued. won in uh 2003 yeah so i'm just like you like swords? You like jazz? You like jazz? The Lord of the Rings is your thing. It's full of jazz. Those yeah. are the people that remember like the artist and like Titanic <laughs> and yeah. probably movies that they would never watch in their entire lifetime and think of that as like every Oscar nominated movie. Well, they think of they think of Moonlight, I guarantee that Moonlight, is like yeah. the yeah. one that they point to. Or, or uh, if Bill Street could talk. Right. It's like it's like they're scared of uh people of color writing was, movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. people hated Parasite too because it wasn't even in English. And I'm like Yeah. Yeah, you have an issue then. I yeah, think. I was like, I think that's on you, dude. Like, I yeah. think you're racist. Yeah. Like, whenever I watch any anime, I normally watch the dub just because... You're racist. Yes. No, because I like the <laughs> voice actors. I mean, I like the voice actors, and I like being able to do that. I also right. have subtitles on for everything I watch regardless. Same. So, like, I could watch it so and be fine, but I just I, was, I just have come to really appreciate some of the voice actors, mm-hmm. um, and... And so it's just kind of, and so like for that, I didn't even, like I put on subtitles because I was like, I want to have an understanding of what's going on, but that was the only thing different. Like, every, like no voiceover, no nothing. It was just subtitles and a watch parasite. And it was so incredible. Yeah. Is it possible for an animated movie to win best picture? Possible. I guess. Yes. Probable. Not at all. Okay. Because like they'll, they could win and I don't want to look this up, but like probably like best soundtrack something like that well yeah soul one best score i was about yeah, to say nemo one there you go so i mean like they could be nominated but i feel like it's going to be difficult for them i mean to win. you have fantastic movies that are nominated just in the animated category that don't even get the recognition that they deserve that's what yeah. i'm trying i'm just like, trying to f- uh your name weathering with you and a silent voice have all been nominated and they are three of the most beautiful movies every ghibli movie for sure has been yeah, nominated yeah uh but those three movies are so incredible but then they'll be beat by like incredibles 2 yeah and but, it's but the, so aggravating and it's like the and it it, it, it kind of comes down to like friend for like a pixar movie for me is like yeah you look at these others and like you watch it you look at a Ghibli movie and you just feel like it just feels so right. But mm-hmm. if you look at the technical aspects that Pixar has like overcome, oh yeah. It's inc- so it's like you just appreciate it for different things. And well, I yeah. and I uh and I feel like those those are more tangible and easy to quantify like a Pixar thing. So you're like look at the dog and Toy Story or whatever when the dog happened and then like look at it look at a dog like the cat now and yeah. Soul and it's just like it's it's incredible what they've been able to do. But if you want, if you look at a ton of Ghibli movies in the '90s, they're all gonna look and f- like they're all gonna. They look- stand the test of time, dude. Oh no, I agree. Yeah. But like they're but they're not trying to innovate like exactly. all these different things. Yeah, they're I just agree. trying to tell good stories. Uh, Earwig and the Witch. I, I haven't ha- seen it because I don't like the art style. I hate. Oh yeah, it it you never really get used to it. Yeah. I do feel like what you say with Pixar or any DreamWorks movie, 
I feel like, especially in Pixar's case, you can still go back 20 years to <laughs> to like what 2001 that would have been Monsters Inc. or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. it still holds up. Like, it's not like you go back and you're like, oh my God, it's gotten so much better. Yeah, since it doesn't then. look primitive at all. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, you can go to Toy Story and be like, okay, maybe. But, that would... <laughs> but yeah, that's the first one. Yeah. But once you get to the 2000s, and stuff, they lost like, half of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but but, it, but I, I I like being I really like being able to uh, like take Pixar movies and a pre and be like this is what they started as and then like whenever there's a new movie maybe a new movie comes out and like they tell a great story but like they're focused on making the like everyone's hair as right. perfect as possible yeah and you can re- and like so there's like one detail that they like really hone in on per movie and so eventually there's just gonna be like a culmination of everything and it's gonna be the perfect Pixar movie and I'm. When that day comes, baby. Yeah. I'll go I'll go to the movie theater I mean, and watch it. <laughs> there's shots in the Incredibles that some of the, the artists that were on that movie were like, Yeah, we've had some like frames that took us months to get done. Yeah. Which is like, how do you I don't know how you can operate like that, but I mean that's just the dedication yeah. that's behind it. And I mean, you go back to the early or the late eighties and the early nineties and you have John Lasseter and Ed Catmull making Toy Story like on a potato and be like, this is what we, we came up with this technology. It took yeah. 7,000 hours to render this one frame. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I think I have the book over here. Creativity Inc. kind of outlines the, the creation of Pixar and stuff. Oh, and cool. it, and especially goes through like Toy Story 2 yeah. uh, and like the crisis that was Toy Story 2 and has some, like some really good stories about how they were basically. What's my favorite one. What? It's my favorite Toy Story. It is your That's favorite, my toy, favorite story. toy Story. It's the best one. And also, the game is for that is the best. On the N64? Yeah! Oh, Don't bring it up. It's so good. Don't bring it up. Barrett lost Don't all of my up. progress. I Look what had, you've done. I was like... Look what you've done. I had like the first three levels done. like completely like 100% done. All of the so tokens Andy's house, and the back, the backyard, mm-hmm. and then the alley. No, 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 yeah. the uh, construction site. The construction site, I yeah. think, is the third one. Yeah, uh, I think we had just, we were just about to start. No, it's the alleyway. We were just about to start the alleyway. I think you, I think there's some that you can, it like you don't have to go it might in branch. order. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I remember, but, like, sometimes I would play it through and I'd fight, like, the alley, like, goo monster, and yes. then sometimes I'd go <laughs> spend monster. construction, spend forever at the construction site. Right. But but yeah, he, dude, I I did all that and he just lost it. He forgot to hit save. Look what you done! <laughs> Look what you done! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song. <laughs> Perfect. What's what's uh, to wrap up everything and everything? since we've been going for a while, yeah, three hours now. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. What uh? What is everyone's top five favorite movies of all time? And you don't go think... first. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> um, I think, I think so. I don't have like a definitive. This is my favorite movie of all time because I have favorites in different genres, and I feel like I'm attached to them in different ways. Yeah, Gunnar already knows one because he loves it too. Airplane. <laughs> oh yeah, love that movie. <laughs> uh. Rory, wow! If only I could say it. Warrior, with Tom Hardy, not as. Oh Bane. yeah, well, you talked about that earlier today. Yeah. Um, I think I would throw Sing Street in there. Um, 
I'm gonna refrain from throwing an animated movie in here because like Pixar. I feel like Pixar makes up like a blocked list of my favorite movies. So I feel like it would be, but I mean, my top favorite Pixar movie as my default in the top five would be Finding Nemo. Um, Only for the score. That movie sucks otherwise. (laughs) Uh, So is that three? Did I just name three? No, I named four. Yeah. Um, The final slot. Oh, God. The Matrix 2. (laughs) (laughs) I think it might go... Like Napoleon Dynamite, maybe. Yeah. Or. Oh, God. There's a lot of them that almost get in there. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I'm like, like uh, with the King's Speech, it's in my top 25, revolving top 25. Yeah. But on a certain week, it could be like number three. Right. Because I just, I just love it so much. I don't have like a horror slot that I've filled. So if I had to fill like a horror slot to fill out the top five, it, I, I feel like I have to go to The Shining. What about Hereditary? That that's movie's second. My so second. Good. That's my second favorite horror movie. Yeah. But I, I, The Shining has. Yeah, I have to go with The Shining. I, I think I'd have to pick my top five because it changes so much. Just solely on like, the the number one, and even though like other movies have come into my heart and like almost taken its place, it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off, is my number one because that's the movie that like, I saw that. And it made me fall in love with movies was watching that because it was like, because like I wanted to be Ferris, but I also, I loved the music and everything that was going on and just like how this, like it just got me, it was, I was so overwhelmed by Ferris Bueller's Day Off and I just, it really just made me, yeah, just love movies so much. And so like, I was like, nothing can replace that as my number one. And it's and it's the same like Iron Man takes up the rest of the spots. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man is slots two through five. <laughs> no, I like and like there are. I would say there are better Marvel movies, of course. But Iron Man, it it's another one that just kind of like takes my spot. Of like, I grew up and my dad always told me. Like he would, he gave. He was me gonna his, be Iron Man when yeah. he grew up. <laughs> he, uh, I'm gonna lose this weight, and then I'm gonna become Iron Man. <laughs> he, <laughs> he always, he, he like give me his old comics, and like I just like love superheroes and like all this stuff. And then he told me that his favorite superhero was Iron Man. He lied to me. It's actually Captain America. He lied to you. Yeah. Why would he lie My to you about that? My own father. I don't know. Probably to like get me really excited to watch Iron Man. But I, I was already <laughs> excited to watch Iron Man. I don't. He didn't need to lie about that. <laughs> Um, and so, like, going to see so you Iron just do Man. that with every movie? Which is like, <laughs> just well, like I, actually, uh, Ansel, my favorite superhero, is now this person, so <laughs> you're gonna go to this movie with me. Actually, Ansel, my favorite superhero is The Help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's, it's just kind of like, I don't know for, and that's why whenever Endgame happened, like I, I got like your dad had a lot that day. He had to go through them all. (laughs) But it's like it was, it's it was the end of this character who for what was it, twelve, eleven years, years, uh, that I just loved so much, and it's just like the Iron Man character as a whole. Even though Joss Whedon kind of he just he boils everybody down their most basic parts and it really pisses me off. I'm like everybody's more than this, Joss. You're a piece of shit. Anyway, so but Iron Man is a um, Iron Man is it just kind of like 
opened up the second gate into the second Iron Man. Yes, yes. <laughs> into like this, into my like into my love of these the movies sequel. that have been so. That is, a, I love Iron Man too. It's horrible. Yeah, it might not be the best movie, but God, I love it. It's just so dumb. But like Iron Man was, it just it got me into this world of like all the Marvel movies that have I I have watched. I saw the Avengers five times in theaters, just watch it all the time. And it's just Iron Man, like set all that up for me to love. So, all right. Now, so that's now, (laughs) man. All right. To wrap up. (laughs) Um, I don't know. That's really, (laughs) you spent five minutes on Iron Man one (laughs) and Ferris Bueller's day off. And now nothing. nothing. Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? I mean, it's not my uh, top five. You want me five. to start naming some of my fives? So yeah. Give you a little time? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I could put these in any specific order, but all five that are kind of vying for that top spot. Number one, I know I just said I can't put them in any specific order, but I'm just listing. Uh, the first one I have to say is the first Pokemon movie. It is... It's a good movie. It is so good. Like. It's it is a good movie. It is surprising that it is a Pokemon movie mm-hmm. because the message behind it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music slaps. I named every Venusaur brute root and every Blastoise shell shock after that movie. So good. Um, another one has to be Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I <laughs> love that movie. It is hysterical. Oh yeah. It is so funny, <laughs> and a third thing as well. Um, <laughs> and there are other things I love yeah, about I it. I love it more than just the humor. Um, and then I also really like, uh, what was I going to say? I got distracted. I'm trying to think what Sorry. other movies that you've said that you love so I can help you out. Your name, I feel like, has to be up there. You would think, but it's definitely not. Oh, wow. I feel like you were on a your name kick for a while because it made me cry so hard. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies that you. Nacho Libre. That was one that I was thinking Nacho of. Libre. Yeah. I mean, I cannot get enough of that movie. Anything with Jack Black, really. Like every time that I feel like, oh, I'm getting fat, I look at Jack Black and I'm like, man, he makes me feel good about myself, not because he's fatter than I am, but because like <laughs> he embraces it so well, and he's he's not just the oh Jack Black's the funny fat guy in the way that like you know for a long time Melissa McCarthy was oh the fat lady falls down and it's funny. Mm-hmm. He's like not that like he definitely was at one point, but he's like so far beyond it at this point. Oh, what an inspiration! Uh, you just got to think about his line in School of Rock, you know. I remember it always sat with me when he was like, I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Yeah. When he was talking to that girl. girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he he listed like a ton of not just bigger, but bigger black women singers that Mm -hmm. were like super famous. Like, oh man, what a great movie. But That that would be like my honorable mention probably is School of Rock because I think that's a... It would be in my sister's top five for sure. She (laughs) loves that movie. Really? That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I haven't. I need to watch it again. I. I mean, I've seen it, but I haven't yeah. seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. She used to pretend to be uh, Zach, the guitarist, when she was a kid all the time. It was so funny. Is she still a kid? I mean, like a baby. Okay. <laughs> She's like three. 
a little three-year-old baby. You like any Tarantino movies? Uh, I do. None of them. None of them are like. But I don't think I could put him in a top five okay. without feeling pretentious. I didn't know if you were one of those people that's like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I'm not I do pulp. really like Pulp Fiction, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. Like outside of Marvel movies, that's probably one of my most watched movies is Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't want to put it in the top five either because I just don't want to be a dick. Would you put any of the Harry Potter movies in the top five? No. Okay. I would not. Uh, I mean, I might put like like a Marvel movie. I don't know if I want to put like Iron Man one because I do remember seeing it in theaters like when it came out. I was so excited for it. Yeah. Um. And I, I mean, I remember when Nick Fury showed up at the end and turning to my mom and being like, oh, my God, they're going to do the Avengers. And she was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I was so hyped. And then we went to go see The Incredible Hulk with my cousin Brandon. And uh, at the end of that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so excited. I love that part. Yeah. At the end, you know, I, was, I, I just turned to my mom again. I was like, it's definitely happening. The Avengers are going to happen. And then uh, what happened at the end of Incredible Hulk? Uh, Tony Stark shows up, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I've he seen the Thunderbolt Ross at the, at the yeah at the, at bar. the bar. I don't remember that. I have, like, I, again, I have not seen Incredible Hulk since I was like eight when it was just on like TNT over and over again because it didn't make any money. Oh, I but, saw that <laughs> in theaters too. Yeah, I was so hyped for it. I did not see Thor and Captain America in theaters. I pirated them. No. I did. I pirated them when they were in theaters. So I like to think that I saw them in theaters. I at least saw them when they were being released. You know? I still haven't seen The Dark World. You don't need to. I haven't seen The Dark World. I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. I haven't seen Captain Marvel. Well, that last one you really don't have to see. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had done it better. I'm not gonna. St- I'm not. I'm, I don't. Need, we don't need to deter. We don't need to get. Into we need that. to. We need to finish out Gunner's list that he won't finish. What about like? Um, I'm trying to think of like s- franchises that maybe like you like Jurassic Park. You, I know you like the book. I love Jurassic Park three. Okay, which is like the least popular. Well, I don't know. Before. Jurassic Park two is pretty bad. Uh, can't. I don't. I don't think it's worse than the the second Jurassic World, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. I do. I guess when I was younger, I definitely would have put Jurassic Park three in, but I don't think I can. You're a drum guy. What about Whiplash? You like Whiplash? Shit. Yeah, I do. That's number four. That's my honorable mention. Whiplash probably. is Black Swan for drummers. Mm-hmm. It is so. Have you seen it, Mm-mm. dude? Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons yeah, at their best. Amazing. It's one of the, it is. J.K. It's so probably good. one of the best performances I've ever seen in the movie. Is J.K. Simmons and Whiplash? I've just seen the 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 shot of him like. He's just drumming faster and mm-hmm. that's, that's the whole movie. Yeah, have you ever, like, have you ever seen the scene? You know, were you rushing or were you dragging? No. So, oh, so you do know my tempo? <laughs> oh, it's so good, dude. That in the sequence where he's got to go and get like a, he, he they're about to perform and he's got to go get something. I don't remember what he had to go get. It was but his he, music. That was it. Yeah, he forgot the, his music sheet, so he was going out in the car sequence. God, that whole thing yeah. is just fucking it, incredible. It, how is that movie a thriller? Like, I don't get it because like it keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire it's time. It's like the constant score where it's just a. it keeps you like in pace with the movie. You're like, oh, you feel like you're watching Birdman. Number five, gotta be Baby Driver. Birdman. Oh, Baby Driver. You say it like keeps up with the score of the movie, man. I love Baby Driver so much. 
that movie's fantastic from the choreo to like yeah. the dialogue. I it, mean, it's like one long music video. The performances too. I know he's blacklisted, but Kevin Spacey, so good in that. Movie. I know he's blacklisted, but Ansel Elgort. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's blacklisted too. <laughs> wait, wait, what did he do? I don't uh, remember. <laughs> allegations, I'm sure, with an underage fan. That's, I think that that's was... what everybody's in hot water for. I gotta change my name, damn it. You spell it differently. I spell He's it differently. Ansel, your Ansel. <laughs> Ansel. <laughs> you can be the new you can be the new Ansel of the world. Can they can they pronounce it differently? Hansel. He's so hot right now. Hansel. Zoolander, another honorable mention. <laughs> oh god. Um, I did I was going through just scrolling through the list of um Oscar winners. Yeah. And there was one, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. Good choice. Isn't so that's my third. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you ever say your fifth? Yeah, baby driver. Okay. So, okay. Just name every Jack Nicholson best picture winner, which I think there's like four or something. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, well, I was trying to think, I was like, I, I there was like a period where I would just watch like Jack Nicholson movies all the time. Of course there was. That is that is one of the most on brand things <laughs> for you. What's the what's your least favorite Jack Nicholson movie? Um, what's the one where he's like really old? Batman. The Bucket List. The Bucket List, probably. <laughs> really? Mine's The Departed. I hate that movie. Yeah, yeah I did not like Bucket List. What about I, I like what Bucket List? Anger Management. Fine. Yeah, that's where he's like semi. I feel like that's that was like nineties Jack Nicholson. I that feel was, it's that with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Okay. Bucket list is is just like, it's like you never hear about it ever coming out, and then you just turn on the TV one day and it's there. I, like, yeah. when did this happen? I I don't enjoy movies that. Who was the other guy in Bucket List? Morgan Freeman. That's what I thought. Yeah. I just couldn't remember. I didn't want to be racist. I don't enjoy movies just that just are made guy. to be sad. Like they're like we wanted to make this movie because we wanted you to be sad. Yeah, Marley and me. Marley and me. Or, I will lie. That movie makes me cry, dude. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. No, it makes me cry too, and so does Fault in Our Stars. But I just hate that the, the sole reason for that movie to exist is to make you sad. Yeah, and that's the bucket list. So yeah. for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I okay. Let me. Oh, now I'm in the 70s, or like in the 60s. I just got this gonna be like list of oh, every movie uh, ever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Use. <laughs> At one point in my life, it was a Power Rangers Turbo. <laughs> now you speak Barrett's language. But yeah. that's whenever I was like, really? Maybe not Power Rangers. Maybe not the Turbo movie. I mean, the whatever, Turbo like, movie is not the best. He's but. like the, the kid who just ha- like puts on the suit, and then he's just a normal size yeah, person. He's an adult, yes. Yeah. And yep. then they're hitting him, and they're like, you can't hit him. He's a kid. And like, Well, that's well, obviously a grown man. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, I don't know. I guess my fifth is going to have to... Uh, gonna be told a different time because i can't think of anything that's good because i want this to be over <laughs> all right Don't join s- in you, you'll have to join in in the next podcast to find out what ansel's fifth favorite movie Ooh, is. i can't wait Ooh, cliffhanger take us out ansel be a dick van dyke movie. Do, 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 do. we're leaving the podcast yeah nod your head bear Ooh. i thought you'd be like i don't know saying things that usually in the podcast <laughs> not doing it, it. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram.